Psalm 112 is on the screen. And I have it there for a reason because there are many blessings here. And the promise that we're looking at today on this uh, question and answer 66 is related to the result of honoring those whom God has called us to honor, to whom it is due, beginning with our father and mother. And so I wanted to list these very quickly. And just think about this. The first part says, praise the Lord, blessed is the man who fears the Lord, or the people who fear the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. In other words, this, this person and all the blessings that I'm just gonna highlight a little bit here are to this kind of people, those who love the word of God, and those who are seeking to obey the word of God. Yes, it's imperfect, but we are striving, we are pressing on. So the blessings of prosperity, beginning in verse two. His descendants, these people, this person, his descendants will be mighty on earth. Well, there's a blessing. Posterity will be mighty. In other words, covenant succession, we talk about that. The generation of the upright will be blessed. So Christians all around this person or this group of people will be blessed. Verse three, wealth and riches will be in his house. So this is material prosperity. And his righteousness endures forever. Spiritual prosperity. Verse four, unto the upright there arises light in the darkness. So this person is never in the dark. This person always has hope. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. So in other words, he is so blessed and prospered to be able to bless others. Verse five, a good man deals graciously and lends. Again, uh, this person is able, usually has been blessed to be able to lend and to be generous. He will guide his affairs with discretion. They will have wisdom, a growing wisdom in his ability to make decisions. Verse six, surely he will never be shaken. So this is stability. You can't shake this person. He has set his mind on the living God and on the word of God. The righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. He will have a good name long beyond uh, after he leaves. Verse seven, he will not be afraid of evil tidings. Doesn't matter how much bad news, this person is fearless. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Again, he is steady, he is faithful, he is immovable. Verse eight, his heart is established. He will not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. I believe this is saying he will be victorious. They will be victorious. Verse nine, he has dispersed abroad giving. He has given to the poor and he gives liberally. He doesn't just give, he gives liberally. His righteousness endures forever. His horn will be exalted with honor. He is honored and he gives that honor to the Lord. And then verse 10, the wicked will see it and be grieved. He will gnash his teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. In other words, the wicked will see the contrast. They will see their doom in his blessings and his prosperity. So in this Psalm, we see that the man or the woman or the people who fear the Lord and delight in his word will prosper. They will be blessed with a fruitful life and even cause others around them to prosper. Psalm one says, as we meditate on the word of God, as we're planted like a tree by living water, it says, in all that he does, he prospers. That kind of person. Joshua 1.8 says the same thing. Uh, because the book of the law is not departing out of his mouth, it's not stopping. Uh, it says uh, that uh, you will make your way prosperous, it says there. But how does the man or the person who does not fear God or does not delight in his word try to prosper? You know many people like this. 
you know, they, they try to prosper in many ways, but they're not going to the Lord for this. They're not going to the Word for this. And they want to live a long life. Ask anybody on the street. Yeah. Well, so what do they say if you ask them, what are you going to do to live a long life? Great question. Probably a great opportunity to share the gospel. How do you become prosperous? How can you be remembered well? So there are a lot of things. I was, I'm going to skip most of these. You know, some people I know, um, you know, they're, very, they're health addicts, I guess you could say. And, but that's their focus. It isn't the Lord Jesus, and it isn't the Word. So, I mean, they exercise a lot, and that's great. They jog a lot, that's great. I'm not saying that's wrong. Uh, but that's their focus. So some eat, some are vegans, some eat only vegetables. That's okay, I'm not against it. Although I'm with Dave, Dave uh, when he says bacon is a staple food. But, you know, people do these things, but their hope is in what they eat, not in the Lord, their creator. Some are just plain superstitious. So I exercise, I try to eat well, but uh, my goal is to do this because it's a stewardship issue. It's a matter of stewardship. This body is his. He made it, and I am called to be a steward of it. So people try to live a long time and prosper on earth by their own efforts, without the Lord, of course. Yet we have, dear family, we have here in the fifth commandment a promise from the living God that the people of God as they keep this commandment, will live long and take dominion and will prosper. And God will cause his church and generations of Christians to prosper until he comes. So again, the catechism said, uh, this is a promise of long life and posterity as far as it shall serve for God's glory and their own good. So it's by his sovereign plan and will to all such as keep this commandment. So it's not a guarantee necessarily uh, like the wealth prosperity folks. They claim it, they want to be rich. It's not a guarantee to individuals exactly, but it, it is according to the sovereign will of God for his people over time. But individuals and families and the church will prosper as they fear God and as they delight in and keep uh, his word, his commands, as we saw in Psalm 112. Two quotes here before we come to the table. This is by Francis Beatty. It's in, the Presbyt- in something called the Presbyterian Standards. He said, this is a very practical promise, which is often seen to be verified, or you, know, you can see it outwardly. It is often seen to be verified among men. It is true of families properly regulated, of nations rightly governed, and of the church directed according to the scriptures, that they shall be blessed with long life and useful service. And here, Johannes Voss, this is in his commentary of the larger catechism. He said, the general, general requirement of the fifth commandment being respect for authority in human society, it is clear that where this commandment is obeyed, conditions which make for long life and prosperity will exist. On the other hand, where respect for, illegit- for legitimate authority is lacking, a greater or less degree of anarchy or lawlessness will prevail in human society, and this will tend toward conditions which shorten life and interfere with prosperity. Thus, in the providence of God, obedience to the fifth commandment will bring a general increase of length of life and prosperity in society. All God's grace. Families, nations, and the church will prosper as this commandment is faithfully obeyed. 
The Lord is so merciful, is he not, and gracious? So he redeems us in his love, and then he gives us his precious commandments like this with promise so that he can continue blessing us. And part of that blessing is joy and uh, continual joy. I think an increasing joy in relating with him as we're reminded each week as we come to the table of the Lord, as we partake. We are reminded of how great his love is for us, that he would sacrifice for us. So brothers and sisters in the Lord, as we enjoy this ceremony, let's praise God for the promise of eternity with the triune God by the sacrifice of his son. And let's give thanks for the, even the temporal blessings that he gives as we obey his commands, as we keep them by his grace. And as we come to the table by his grace, let's pray. Lord, thank you for blessing us with your law, which as we obey, we experience your blessings upon our families and our church and our society. Oh Lord, help us to delight in your word as much as in all riches and to fear you, Lord, and forgive us for being lax in your word. Lord, you are gracious and you are merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Lord, we ask for grace to participate in this ceremony with grateful hearts. And we come in the name of Jesus, our Lord, and we ask this in his precious name, amen.